Uh, first, I want to say thank you for uh, all the money everyone donated in the prayers. Uh, like Eric said, we had more than enough. We almost had $4,000 total. Dollars. Um, we were able to take the kids, like you saw some of it there, into town, buy clothes. Uh, in general, they got shoes, a couple outfits, and some toys. Uh, took them to a small zoo, went out to eat, took them to the ocean. That's where the picture was by the Christmas tree. Had ice cream that night. Took them out again for tacos later and all that sort of stuff. So the kids had a really good time. So thank you. Uh, we even were able to buy a cow, right? So now I have 32 cows instead of 31. Um, but just all kinds of things. The other thing I want to make sure I share with you is just the thing God did was there were lots of spiritual things happening. Um, this trip, Joel and I were able to actually talk with people, right? Work trips, you kind of go, and your job is to build that thing, right? And you just build that thing. You don't get to spend time with people, and that's also somewhat on purpose by Jason and Sarah, right? Because when you have groups of people come in, you don't know who you're getting, right? You don't know what they're bringing, so Jason's very protective of those kids. Um, so we found out that Joel and I were the first people allowed to actually interact with the kids. Um, and so... Every day our job was, we got for breakfast, we didn't really have a job, I should say, but we hung out with the kids, whether at their house, playing soccer, we played soccer three or four hours a day, hence the 30 pounds I've lost, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but in talking with everyone, we got to meet, like, uh, again, Tati, Irland, they were kind of our uh, neighbors, if you will, in this apartment we kind of lived in, best way to describe it. So we have to talk with them a lot about things and how it's going. Some of um, Kati starting to be a math teacher, and Ireland's kind of Jason's right-hand person. Well, when talking with them, we figure out, we hear that, oh, yeah, there's a girl that walks these houses in a white outfit that yells. Uh, there's a black bird that comes and picks people. Um, all kinds of stuff, right? Lots of spiritual things. Um, <coughs> so right away, Joel and I are like, hmm, that's not good, so we'll have to deal with that. Um, but also just <coughs> got the, the whole peace atmosphere of things that God was doing was uh, we were told numerous times that um, this is the most peaceful time it's ever been here. Everything's in order. Everything's calm. Everything's getting along well. We only saw the kids get disciplined twice in three and a half weeks, right? So everything was perfect. All the workers got along well. Just lots of different things. And Jason and Sarah says the first time it's happened in four or five years. So again, that's not us, right? But that's God with the grace of everything going on and all your guys' prayers. Um, and so the one thing that we did, uh, we were able to talk to a lot of people about, we prophesied over some people, we had saw some healings, uh, different things we prayed about, was getting them to understand the Holy Spirit, right? Kind of like we're doing here. They know the Bible at this place really well, right? They, they know it, they know the word. However, they view it as, yes, I'm saved, that's I read the Bible, that's my job but they don't really have a power dimension, if you will, to what's going on. So the whole notion of telling the black bird, go away, don't come back. The lady walking in the house, go away. You know, All that sort of stuff was not sort of a practical thing to do. Likewise, um, one of the little boys, uh, Kati, she kind of tutors kids in the off season, right? Their school year is February to November. That's their school year. Their break, summer break like ours, is November through February. Because that's the rainy season. Kids can't cross the river. So that's why they have that time. And so that's one of the things we were talking with Kati about was, you know, you're more than a math teacher. You, you have influence. You can do more spiritual things. And she was helping Javier, a little boy, who has problems writing. Um, anyway, 
So Joel prayed for Javier um, and said, Tati, you should do as well. And so we asked Tati every day since, how's Javier doing? It's the best he's ever done. So when we left, she was actually thinking about stopping the tutoring. You know, it was down to five minutes a day. Started out a half hour, we got there. So over a three-week period, it was down to five minutes, and she was actually thinking about stopping tutoring Javier. And so it's things like that where they don't even sort of grasp to a degree some of those concepts of you pray, um, cool things happen. So we built lots of great relationships. It's really hard to watch that video with all the little kids. Jose Cito, my little buddy, um, just, yeah. Um, and what they really want is what we all have, right, where people who care about us and they don't have much other than their house parents. So there, just so we're I kind of clear picture of it, um, so Jason Sarah's place is not an orphanage, right? If I make it much like the States, um, it's a foster home. Okay, so they get kids from where domestic abuse, right? Mom and dad are fighting, kids are moved. Uh, dad does drugs, kids are moved, right? Likewise, they have kids that are haven't seen a relative in ever, right? Mom and dad leave, so it's a whole it's a whole gamut, just like it is here. Uh, only most times they come and they just don't ever leave. But while we were there, three kids did leave. They went back with their uh, mom and grandparents, right, Katia. They left, and then the day we left, got on the plane, they got three more kids in. So three more kids that were coming, they were going to be there about three months. But in general, that's what they do. All the kids call their house parents mama and papa, right? So they literally view their house parents as their parents. Um, so it's a very, those kids care for each other. I wish here we care for each other like they care for each other. Um, Unyer, I don't know if you saw the one picture of the boy who opened that gift in his hands. Um, he can't hardly walk. He's so malnourished. He's doing a lot better. But each child helps him everywhere. They take turns. So when we go, go down to the river, some of you were there before, you know, where we showered in the river last time. That's their swimming hole today still. And so he can't make that trip down there. Like when we play soccer, he couldn't make it down the cow path, essentially, the soccer field. But they all took turns helping him. They carry him on their back. The smallest little kids would carry him up and down places. Um, but it is this amazing God's love, what God's doing in that place. Um, they're going to build two more houses this year for kids. They're going to add on to each house a 10 by 10 room so there's more places to play in the rainy season. Um, but really what Jason and Sarah would need most there is prayer, right, and additional people. And by additional people, meaning more staff. Jason and Sarah, this is the place now where they cannot do what they are called to do there because of all the other things going on. So Jason's a vision guy. He's got the vision for what God wants to do, which includes a whole other campus in the city, right? And he actually is talking to some guy right now who said you can have the land for free, about 80 acres. They're currently working on that a little bit. But he doesn't have people to step in and sort of execute his vision, if you will. Right, so that's the biggest thing Jason and Sarah need at this point in time is God to send a person or persons down there so that they can actually carry out the vision they feel like they're supposed to carry out um, and get it accomplished. So I won't take all this stuff. <coughs> that was a, uh, okay. That was a perfect transition because that's kind of one of the things that I'm going to be sharing about is um, future vision kind of stuff. And um, just 
from my point of view, it was the most rewarding trip because, like Brian said, we were able to form relationships. When it comes to missions, that's what it's really all about. Um, work is extremely important building the campus, but to be able to form those relationships um, and allow to infiltrate um, that culture and allow them to see, hey, this is the power and the authority that you carry, um, which is really, really encouraging as we talked with many, many people. Uh, I think some things started to click. Um, and just the way that God showed up through signs, wonders, and miracles, I'll be honest with you, I had some pretty high expectations um, when I went down there, which the Lord tells us to go with expectations. Um, and uh, after reading a bunch of Bill Johnson's books um, and really having this um, hunger for signs, wonders, and miracles, um, things didn't happen the way that I had particularly thought they were going to happen. I was expecting the lame to walk and, you know, all these extravagant signs, wonders, and miracles, and that is the exact opposite of what happened. Um, and it really convicted me because the Lord um, showed me that the small miracles are still huge miracles. Um, and so that was a real big convicting moment, even though my expectations I now realize were met um, through Javier, right, even though it, wa it was um, a different type of miracle when it comes to cognitive uh, development and ADD and that kind of stuff. You know, there was a bunch of sickness um, that is continually going through the house and, you know, equipping some of the house parents to be able to deal with that, um, but also laying hands on some people that were, you know, vomiting and coughing, you know, multiple different children that we just laid hands on, and the next thing you know, it just come to a complete stop. And so it was really, really cool to um, see that kind of stuff, but it also makes me realize the small, in what I see as insignificant miracles are significant to God. Um, and so that was one of the really, really cool things, um, going down there and just being like, Lord, please use us. And just being continually keen to hearing what Holy Spirit's doing. Um, because there is a lot of different things that Papa God's up to. Um, and the thing is, is are we willing? And so that's where this whole future vision um, comes in, at least for me. So at fun fact, it's officially official. I'm going out to Bethel in the fall. Um, I did get accepted, and I put my down deposit, so that is exciting. So, um, but talking with Jason, I had a lot of great conversations with him. Um, talking about my future. and serving him long-term. Um, and um, there's a bunch of little itty-bitty pieces that are lining up perfectly. And it's funny, um, I see them as little pieces, but God also sees those as big pieces. Um, and so like Brian talked about, we actually were able to go and um, walk this new campus um, that they're looking at. And um, I'm telling you right now, it's absolutely gorgeous, and God is all over that place, um, and the direction that they are moving in is just absolutely anointed. Um, and so to share a little bit, and this is kind of one of the things that I would love um, prayer about as my church, because this is um, a pretty big <laughs> step. Um, so what it looks like, and this is the conversations that he and I have had, of kind of uh, taking his place, if you will, um, in this next campus. So he has the vision for it. He knows exactly what needs to be done. 
um, and as a communication and leadership major, and then now going out to Bethel, of being able to execute that and um, taking, I don't want to say take the reins, but allowing um, me to kind of work down there um, and doing exactly what he did with the Give Hope to Kids original campus. Um, also, being the liaison between uh, groups, um, and so one of the things that he just flat out can't um, communicate with the groups, uh, work groups that needs to take place, and so one of the things is he is wanting to start integrating uh, me into communicating with groups and kind of being the, the go-to guy, if you will, while they are there um, in Honduras. Um, so this is kind of what it looked like future vision-wise um, for the campus, um, but also for me, and so that's why um, I would really appreciate you guys' prayers um, in helping me um, use discernment and wisdom um, as I go through this next season of my life. Um, I also want to thank you guys um, for sending. You know, I think that this is uh, a perfect example of our church walking out our vision statement of sending, um, going globally, serving sacrificially. I've never done so many dishes in my life. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I learned servanthood through doing dishes two times a day. Um, so my future wife will... <laughs> she better enjoy that. Um, she will have it. She'll have two, actually. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, but I want you guys to know the significance that you guys played. You, you guys ultimately gave these children a Christmas. And I ha that video doesn't even begin to do it justice. Those pictures don't even begin to do it justice because the joy that was on their faces. I think that, like what Brian said, that picture of Junior with his hands straight up as soon as he opened his box. It was truly, truly incredible. Um, but you also allowed me to uh, have a fire stirred inside of me. You guys allowed me to um, see what my destiny looked like, what, what exactly God has in store for me. And that's one of the things that I'm really struggling with right now. You may call it culture shock. Um, but I, when you're in your destiny and you're experiencing the, the call that God has on your life, it's really hard to come back to the season that you're in. And so that's another thing that I would really ask for some prayer. Because I am struggling. I really am. But, you know, there is so much work that still needs to be done to ultimately catapult me into the next season which is Bethel and um, Honduras. And so thank you guys um, for sending Brian and I. Thank you for um, being an amazing steward of the Holy Spirit um, and financially sending us, um, but also with the gifts, the donations. Um, you guys made a huge, huge difference down there. Um, and I just, I just continually play, pray blessing over all of those that did um, donate and did so into um, our ministry. I just thank the Lord for 10 times um, receiving for you guys um, that that would be blessed tenfold. So that's a little bit about our trip, and um, I know that we are excited about doing another one um, and just continually pouring into that organization because we're supposed to move and work where God's working, and I can tell you right now, he's working there. Um, and so thank you guys. You guys have been an amazing blessing, and thank you for giving us a Sunday to kind of share what um, God has done. So 